Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Golf Strong, episode 18. Dr. Rivoto, what's up? Nothing, man. It's Thursday. It's cold as shit. Four degrees this morning. Can you believe that? Four degrees? I can believe it. I don't want to be there. But I was training golfers this morning, so it was fun. It was good. It's a good day. <laughs> In the cold? What have you been up to? Certainly not sitting in four degree weather. <laughs> Have you seen uh, as, far as we were like introing this podcast? So that guy Joey Molinari, like the jokester on, uh, yeah, he does like the best um, like impressions of people just as a whole. Like he did Ed Orgeron. Like his Ed Orgeron is is amazing. The former LSU head coach. Yeah, just grumbling. Um, but anyways, he did like this thing about podcast intros about how people like try to make it sound cooler than it should be like, <laughs> just get as i was it. as i was just saying that i'm like wow we sound exactly like what he <laughs> made fun of <laughs> like hey and introducing dr tim Ravoto. <laughs> oh man i feel like we're oh, just well. making all the stereotypes fit yeah i mean how else do you in the intro podcast i don't know i'm there is, there kick, is no kick, other way. To kick down the door and jump in, I don't know. Uh, you could do it from where you are because there's nothing behind you. It's just the wall. So you could easily just be like like Kramer and just like like bust down. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> I could get down with that. I like it. Do the Chris Collinsworth slide in, slide in on yeah. like a stool. Yeah. Or you could show up with bleached hair. Yeah, you could go Kepka. Do you see the pictures oh, yeah. of everyone? They were pretty funny. Oh, please let Mickelson be the one who does it. His was the right. best by far. The long hair too. The long blonde hair. The long blonde hair. I can't. Did was there an explanation yet? Was it just like I just wanted to do it? Like, yeah, that's just like a that's a famous barber in California. He does like all rappers and like basketball players and shit like that. Like he's he's just a big haircut guy. And uh, yeah, I guess Brooks went to him and bleached his hair. I don't know if there, there's got to be a story behind it. Haven't seen it yet, though. I don't know. I didn't see where he finished today. Last I saw, I think he started at two under. Rom was in second last I saw it. Like, yeah, I, he just finished. He's uh, tied with Thomas for first, thirteen under. JT. Yeah, there's like three guys. I think. Ram. Yeah, that he started. He started the day at like ten under, didn't he? Or at two under? Yeah, he shot sixty three today. Ooh. Rom shot sixty five. So the guys are going low. Shank is the Shank or whatever. Yeah, he shot 62. So, he, right, so I don't know who the hell that is. I don't know who that is either. Huh. He played really well. He putted unbelievable. I, I just saw his uh, interview. That's why I was late getting on here. I was watching the end of it. Um, huh. Yeah, he played really well. He putted out of control. Yeah. Gosh, that's, that's just purely impressive right there. 62? Really? <laughs> No, unfathomable. Ten under. Yeah, that's that is indeed unfathomable. I just want to see what the gosh dang scores are here. Yes, just what give me use? the leaderboard. PGA. Just on PGA, PGA Tour. Let's so have like, it across the top. It's like no. an HTML though. I don't want an HTML. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, yeah. So Shanks in first, then Rom, Thomas, Tringali. Yeah. Malmati. 
Smalley list, Siwoo Kim, Palmer, Horschel, Neiman, DJ, 12th. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll keep up with that more. I have not, I didn't catch any of that today. It's so. weird because it starts on Wednesday. I don't know why it starts on Wednesday. So yesterday when I like opened up ESPN and saw that it was on a Wednesday, I thought it was like a joke. Yeah. And I thought I saw it on TV last night. I thought it was a rerun. I was like, what the hell is this? Nope. This is but. definitely real. Kepka's hair was not that blonde last year. Yeah. True. True story. Cool. All right. So, well, dude, have you, so have you seen Bryson? Cause it's fitting for what we're going to talk about today. Oh, no, I did not. What happened? Uh, he's got a big wrist and back pain. Like I, so I just watched a couple, I just watched like probably 20 minutes of it and he just finished his round. Every swing he was coming out of like totally turn, like front foot turning out, like back, grabbing his back kind of extended and rotated Really, back, back and left wrist, back and left wrist. Shocking. Yeah. I know. Right. So I don't know. He, I don't know what the cut's going to be. He's, he was at like minus one, I think. So he was probably going to miss it. It was going to be a red round there. Yeah, he might be, he might be in a little bit of trouble. He might be in a little bit of trouble. Why do you want to go outside, dog? It's like three degrees outside. <laughs> he's just looking at me whining. He just keeps like nudging me and he's like, excuse me, can you let me outside? Fine, go outside. Go ahead. Now you're going to lay there and just look at me. Unbelievable. Damn dog. They run my life. I don't even have kids. My dogs are running my life. Fur babies, fur kids. For my for my fur children. Fur children. All right. Let's get let's get into this a little bit here. So what we want to talk about today is what to do when you have specifically an acute injury on the golf course. So something we'll throw this example out there. You're on the fourth hole and you're in a bunker. And it's a deep bunker. You got to swing pretty hard to get through it. And you do your downswing. And as you hit that sand, something happens in your back. It starts to hurt. It tweaks, spasms, whatever word you would like to use. Please do not say you threw your back out. But that'll be the term that everybody thinks is the case, is that we threw our yeah. back out. I did something to my back. I hurt my back. So what it might feel like because you like really threw yourself into the shot. So you're thinking, oh, my God, I threw my back out. You know, it's gonna, it's just one of those kind of mind tricks. I just would like it to be deleted from the library of things. <laughs> That would be that would be really 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 nice, but anyways, you do that something you hurt your back. What do you do? Most people, I would argue, either play through it. A lot of people will just stop. They'll be like, "Hey, I'm done," and then it's Advil, heat, ice, rest, whatever they can do. But really, immediately, most people just stop. You know, for the exceptions, they'll continue to play. Like there'll be some people that just keep playing, and then it, they look like they're all like bent over, like the hunchback of Notre Dame, trying to play the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna try and answer for y'all what to do when that happens on the golf course and practical applications of it, um, and how not to just waste time doing things that probably don't make any sense. So we're out golfing, Tim, and I hurt my back on that fourth hole. I'm the guy in the bunker what would be your like first bit of advice that you would give first man i would say just like curse give your like get your goddamns and fuck shits out of the way because it helps like you just gotta like sometimes you're just like ah god damn it fuck ah you know what the fuck you just gotta you gotta go for it there's research on it 
I know there is. That's why it's such so that's good. The first, that's the first thing you got to do. Just embrace it. Like, ah, this sucks. What the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just get Let creative and, you know, lay into yourself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or the ball or the bunker or whatever. Whatever, whatever ha- might ha- be going on. Yeah. There might Whatever's be something. Whatever's in front going. of you, just MF it up and down. It'll feel better. Yeah. Feel better. So anyway, first, first point well taken. Just yeah. let it out. Yeah, you just got to, you know, burn off some steam. It's like, all right. And then, like, take a deep breath, check in with yourself. Like, all right, what am I What am I feeling? Like, where is it? What is it? You know, okay. feel, so feel out one, what's going on. Part one, cuss it out. Just just let out let out a couple good whatever you got. You know, a lot of people have some good ones. Part two is take a personal inventory. So when we think about taking inventory of that, there's a couple of things that we want to look at specifically. So we'll say back injury is kind of what we're dealing with. Yeah, when that's it comes the most to a back, typical. It's the most typical, right? When it comes to a back injury, first thing we want to think about is number one, is it localized? Right? Is it just in my back? If you are getting numbness, tingling, I can't feel my leg, if you like piss or shit yourself, that one specifically, you need to be in the hospital in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Very unlikely that that would happen. But if you're like, hey, I can't feel my foot or I've yeah. got like this yeah. shooting pain going down my leg, I can't pick my toes up. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. Yes, you need to discontinue whatever you're doing at the moment. Probably yes. need to go see somebody. Yeah, sit um, in the sit in the cart if you have one and like have someone drive you back or you know, whatever. However your day is back. your day's done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Any anytime you get neurological symptoms for the most part, just cut cut whatever you're doing at that point. It's not really going to benefit you much if you're like, man, literally feels like someone's like stinging me down yeah. my leg. Right? Yeah. They're that's that, and that's pretty rare, right? In just yes. golf, like in just recreational golf, like you, people have back pain and stuff like that, but it's no, it's usually not. I mean, people really aren't swinging hard enough usually to actually do something that like a huge yeah. disc herniation that's really pushing on nerves or spinal cord or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Unless you're like, you know, unless we're talking PGA tour, like, you know, thousands of swings a day, stress, you know, all that. Yeah. Very, very, very unlikely. But our point to that is basically saying, if you don't have that going on, yeah, give yourself a thumbs up. Exactly. Okay? Right. I mean, low back pain or back pain for golfers is the number one thing that we see. I think in men, it happens like it's like 55% of all back in, or injuries in golf are back injuries. I think females, it's like 43%. Yeah. I think those numbers are, are roughly accurate. So it's really not uncommon for you to feel that. So as long as you've ruled out bad things, which we essentially just did. What's our next step? Like now that those are ruled out, Tim, what's the third thing that we're going to look at? We've cussed, we've made sure it's nothing bad. What's number three? And then we're going to try, like try some sort of movement, right? Like if you're, if you're standing and it feels better sitting, like sit in the cart, if you have one, if there's a bench nearby, sit down, maybe, you know, try, can you bend forward at all? Can you bend backward at all? You know, Take an inventory that way. See if anything makes things feel better. Or it makes it feel worse. Does everything make it feel worse? Ex- explore a little bit of movement. Yeah, just move. See what see what bothers you. You know, one of the things that I've had people do when I've been on the course with them is, especially because it for me, I it seems to happen most often around the green. I don't really know mm. why, 
Hmm. Um, like I actually don't see it off the tee box when I am there. People have reported it to me as being like, yeah, every time I swing that hurts. But I often find it with people's longer irons or bunkers. Those seem to be the yeah. two places that I have seen it the most. Um, I don't know if that's just because of ground contact or just I happen to have dealt with people that have been in those situations. Um, but what I would say is that the first thing I'll have them do is can you grab your putter and putt? Like, is it comfortable to get in a putting position and putt? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels okay. Okay. Now I want you to grab your 56 or your wedge, whatever, and do like some, you know, 50% chips, like you were chipping from the fringe or something. How does that feel? Uh, uh, you know, that's semi okay too. Okay. How does like a 50% swing with a nine iron feel? Uh, that's okay, but it's a little bit sore. Okay. So basically the way that I look at it is it gives a practical way for people to approach something that hurts is how does it feel to putt? How does it feel to chip? How does it feel to take a 50% swing? How does it feel at 75%? And how does it feel with like a full swing with a nine or seven, eight, iron, whatever. And just see how that feels. And so in the event that you can get to any of those places, usually what I say is maybe you finish the round, but maybe you don't swing your driver. Like if the driver mm -hmm. seems to be bothering you, don't hit your driver. You know, maybe right. just let someone else drive, meet them at their ball and, you know, hit your irons in from there. I usually will rarely tell people to discontinue entirely unless every time they swing, they're like, my back's killing me. Yeah. Like, it's just not, it's not a feasible thing. But if you can do things that are non-painful, continue to play and do those non-painful things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I had a guy this summer who had, he hit a ball out of some thick rough and got uh, like a bunch of pain in his kind of rib and upper back. Yeah. So he could actually drive the ball fine because there was no like ground compression. Yeah. So he would drive the ball and then he could hit like shorter irons off a uh, fairway, but not really at a rough because rough was just like too much resistance right. kind of on impact. Right, right. Yep. So he like he would just not play matches or he would make agreements with them like he can move it to the fairway and, you know, sacrifice strokes or something like that. But he could play like that, but then he would you know, he couldn't hit like long irons off tees because then that's compressing a lot. And he had to work that back into his game. But he at the course he played that that worked right. He could hit drive like driver and low iron or wedge and get around putt fine. So he could keep playing and then do some stuff on the side that helped the pain go down in his rib. Yeah. And then just slowly he slowly started like a couple times around. He would hit a long iron off the t off a tee and see how it felt. Right. Stuff like that. Right. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's no it's, different than how we would approach an injury in the gym. Yeah. Right. If you had knee pain or you had something going on, we'd be like, okay, how does a partial range of motion feel? Or what if we lower the weight? So mm -hmm. in that, you know, if we equate that to golf, that would be, well, how does a lower club feel? Mm -hmm. You know, what about a 50% swing? How does that feel? Okay. That feels this, that feels that the important thing that hopefully you guys are the theme that we're trying to get on here is that we don't want to discontinue everything completely. Right. Right. What we, so without getting into a rabbit hole about pain, pain is like your body's ADT system. It's a security system. Its job is to ensure that you stay healthy. And so in the event that you know, the example I always use is the ADT system doesn't care if the window is open because of the wind or someone coming into your house to rob you. The alarm is going to go off no matter what. Right. right. So 
there's no delineation there, right? So our job is to clear that up or clarify it for the body. So if you avoid everything, the minute you have pain of some kind, you're not doing yourself any favors because your brain isn't learning that it's safe to perform a movement. That's why I like having people when they have an injury on the course, see what they can do and continue to play. Again, as long mm-hmm. as they're not having really severe symptoms um, or- it's not getting worse every swing. It's not getting worse every swing. Like if something feels like it's getting worse and worse and worse, regardless of what you do, it's time right. to DC the day. Right. Go right. home, take a load off, take a hot shower. You know, you might just have to rest for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. That might be it. However, you still want to slowly add those things back in. Right. So we talked about the acute phase of something that happens at the golf course, right? Cuss it out. Um, Make sure there's nothing sinister, like truly sinister going on, which again, 99.99998% of the time, that's not the case. As long as you can pee and poop appropriately and you can feel your legs and there's no crazy tingling going down, you're probably okay. Okay. Rule that out. The next thing, move. How does it feel to putt? How does it feel to chip? If you put an eight iron in your hand, can you swing it at 50%? See how those things feel. Squat, maybe do a lunge, bend forward, bend back. Just see how your body feels. If all of those things clear or you're able to do like chipping, putting fine, finish the round chipping and putting, right? Yeah. Maybe you just, maybe you just take a bad score that day. That's fine. So what happens now? So say you're one of the guys who my back's killing me. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you get home? Yeah. So then, yeah. First thing I'm doing after a round of golf is taking a hot shower. Cause that's probably going to feel good. Right. Like that usually makes things feel a little bit better. And then, um, you know, I'm feeling it out. I have a schedule as far as workouts go. So then my, my mind is, all right, how am I going to, what am I going to do tomorrow? Like helping, yeah. how am I going to change this up? Cause I'm, yeah. you, I still want to do something. Right. Right. Um, so when I'm going home, I'm probably laying on the ground and maybe doing some movements back and forth, trying to rotate or trying to, you know, flex a certain way or just find a position that makes things feel a little bit better. Right. Um, and then, you know, modifying, I'm thinking about modifying my workouts, which hopefully, you know, you said you have a coach, uh, I do my own programming. So then you're just making adjustments as, as you go. Yeah. So if I were to come to you and say, Hey, what's your feeling on me taking, you know, four to six ibuprofen and icing for the rest of the night? I mean, I'm not advocating for that. (laughs) If, if it makes you feel good, I would say, I would say to them, is that what you normally do? Like, does that normally help? And if they're like, yeah, then I'm asking how often are they doing that? Because if you're doing that every day or after every single golf round, then I'm saying it's probably not a good idea to keep, keep that up. It's probably like more harmful for you to keep doing that. But uh, I don't disagree. I just, I think it's good for the people to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if it feels, if it makes you feel good, do it. Right. It's kind of the same thing. I feel with stretching with doing like these little things. If it helps, helps. Like sometimes I get a headache and take Tylenol, you know, sometimes if something's, pretty bad and you're not used to it take a couple ibuprofen makes you feel better you can get back to it the next day cool yeah as needed exactly as needed so small offshoot into icing and heating this is my spiel to everyone that asked me what's better Mm -hmm. whichever one feels better to you 
is the better one okay. for you to use. If ice makes you feel better, ice the shit out of it. Okay. Yep. If heat it makes it feel better, put some heat on it. We don't have any like amazing evidence that says when you ice things, they magically improve or that you heat things, they magically improve. I don't care which of them feels better. It's a modality. It's an accessory, right? I'd rather have you heat or ice than pop a ton of ibuprofen or Tylenol, right? That yeah. would be my preference. I'd rather that you are heating or icing if that makes it feel better in the interim than doing you know, a ton of intake of medications. I have seen all too often with NSAIDs specifically, people with like weird ulcer issues. And again, that's with abuse of those things, you know, to Tim's point, if you're taking one or two here or there, it is what it is. But I would rather have you icing heating if it feels good just to alleviate some symptoms and then adding and stretching or what have you. But when it comes to the ice heat debate, I hear that all the time. What do I do? Do I ice or do I heat? Which one feels better? Oh, well, I can't stand ice. It's just too damn cold. Does heat feel good? Yeah. Heat. Yep. Sure. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I just don't give some false narrative about what ice and heat are doing. Right. You know, it's not like I'm heating this. So the toxins are coming out of my body. Yeah, exactly. It's not Pump the brakes. It's not getting that deep either. Like things, you know, your skin is pretty thick. And especially if you have <laughs> a couple extra pounds on you, you know, or, or even if you're like a big dude and you have like, a lot of muscle your skin's still pretty thick like yeah i don't know it doesn't it's not, it's heat, go heat nice doesn't get that deep it, it's only like a couple of millimeters into the skin so it's if it feels good on your skin it makes things feel better and especially like if it if if you throw some ice on your back and then can fall asleep like 30 minutes later i mean that's you you got to do that right if you can get a full night's sleep just throw right. throw a little ice on it at night i mean which definitely. is the main point we will make right now when it comes to recovery, specifically from an injury, generally speaking, but certainly from an injury, most important factor is you sleeping. Big time. You have to sleep. If you're not sleeping, your recovery is going to be hindered. Right? That's not rocket science. That is a, yep. a very simple factual statement. So if icing or heating or two Tylenol that night help you sleep through that night, I'm okay with that. Right. Ideally, okay. I don't want to see people, again, taking like six, seven, eight ibuprofen or three Tylenol PMs or whatever you end up doing. But if you can find a way to alleviate your discomfort, find a comfortable position, try to find a way to sleep. Very, very key factor. After that, like the next day, I want to know how much you can move and see mm -hmm. what bothers you and what doesn't bother you. Mm -hmm. Part one. Because a lot of times people are more sore that next day. Yeah, no, you can you can definitely be more sore the next day, but the thing, yeah, you we definitely want to emphasize that doing nothing only delays that soreness, right? If you move a little bit and like, you know, I mean, if you've got something planned for tomorrow, right? You've got a heavy squat day, and you just you go in and you just test things out a little bit, and they feel okay. You do some limited range, and you can go for it. Go for it because it it may be a little sore while you're doing it, but it. it may feel better afterwards it may not may not but usually it does yeah. um, movement movement is always going to be the way to go there for the most part if yeah. it's severe so let's we'll use a pain scale because we love pain scales so much yeah wink, wink. right so zero is no pain and 10 is i need to bring you to the er you need morphine you're dying yeah right like the, uh, the, which everyone always is like oh it's a 12 
I just told you, you got to go to the ER if you have a 12 pain and you're sitting in front of me. But I have a high pain tolerance. I can't. I can't. I hate that phrase. Sorry to anyone listening to this who's like, ah, I got a big pain tolerance. That's all right. Everyone has a fucking, everyone's pussies. It doesn't matter. I agree. With the exception of like women procreate or like pushing yeah, a baby. Childbirths. Yeah, that's like, not, childbirth that's... to me. Uh, I can see why they invented drugs for such a thing, but like you had like a natural birth. Like, yeah, man. kudos to you. Kudos. Yeah. Like, like that has got to be probably a 10 out of 10 pain. Got yeah. Be. I will never experience that level of pain ever in my life. Sure won't. Sure won't. So I'm not going to act as if that's an issue. But to that point, everyone has their own scale, right? Everyone's got their own scale. Ah, so here we go. Okay. So we're back to scales. I went off on a tangent here. So zero is no pain and 10 is ER pain, right? If you are having pain that sits in a low grade level, I usually say south of four. Mm-hmm. It's a three, four, two, three, four, whatever of those where it's an, it's achy. It doesn't feel good, but it's not to the point where it's hindering your movement per se. It's just sore, right? You're just like, eh, it just feels sore, but I can walk. I can squat. I can do this. I can do that. Continue to move, mm-hmm. right? As long as it's not hindering your movement and you're able to do some things, I want you to continue moving. Cause again, like I said earlier, that's our, that's us teaching our brain. I guess if you want to call it such that it's safe to move, it's okay for us to do this, right? We're almost desensitizing the brain to be scared of the movement, right? Cause it tends to be if like we squat and it hurts to squat, we avoid squatting. Right. Well, what about squatting a quarter of the way down? That's right. okay. What about squatting with less weight? Uh, that's okay too. Okay. Awesome. Or squatting altogether doesn't feel good, but for some reason, lunging feels okay. Hinging feels okay. Okay, let's do those things, right? We just want some kind of movement. From a golf perspective, it might be, I really don't like anything. I see this a lot, especially post-op. One of the biggest things we'll do is like, say you had a shoulder replacement or rotator cuff repair, whatever. We might start with putting then we'll go to chipping then we'll go to your eight iron and et cetera. It's no different if you've had an acute injury of some kind. Mm-hmm. right starts how does putting feel fine how about distance putting fine okay chipping from the fringe fine okay what about a 25 yard chip oh it's not too bad okay mm-hmm. what about a nine iron from whatever distance you normally use it at 75 percent of that distance how's that feel uh it feels a little bit sore okay fair enough what if we get a little close you know find everyone's going to be different but as long as that pain stays under that three four out of ten again that's completely subjective you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't define what that is for somebody. Right. Um, but as long as it's staying there, keep moving mm-hmm. from the day of the injury on. That's how we want to approach that. And you will get back to doing things a lot sooner if you do that versus I'm taking three weeks off. Exactly. Yeah. My pain rolls are sub five uh, and don't, it doesn't increase as you keep going. So like whether you're going for a run or you're yeah. in squatting in the gym, if it's as long as it's not increasing every rep or set, if it's not increasing every mile you're running or every you know sprint every time every single sprint rep, whatever whatever that may be, those are my two pain rules. And then if it as long uh, I guess you could add a third. It's not worse the next day. Yeah, I was going to say probably the next thing would be is it That's worse the next it. day? And to that end, too, worse the next day in the sense of like you're more debilitated versus like it's it is sore or my muscles are sore. 
Right. And one of those big arguments we have, with, I don't want to say arguments, one of the conversations with people is, well, what's the difference between muscle soreness and pain? It's a subjective story. Like, yeah. does that feel painful to you? Yeah, well, define what it means. You know, sometimes yeah. you have to elaborate on things like, you know, what do you mean by painful? Is it like stabbing? Is it shooting? You know, as much as I yeah. don't like using some of those terms, sometimes that can be helpful to be like, no, it just feels like a bruise. Like you're pushing on a bruise. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, does it hurt to kind of like stretch it almost like it doesn't want to stretch? If people are like, oh yeah, I'm like, well, that's probably some muscle soreness. You, right. you worked the thing out or you overdid it. You know, in golf, a lot of times, at least what I see anyways, is it might just be like a low grade muscle strain mm-hmm. and it's sore to the touch. Like, yeah, like that muscle right there is sore to the touch. Okay. Right. Well, that tells us a lot. Let's just chill out a little bit. Let's do some movement. Let's sing a little kumbaya. Maybe have a little, you know, some old fashions. That's it. Cuss a little bit more. You're good. Like that's, that's it. And you got to think about what you were doing when it happened too, right? Because yes. sometimes it's like, yes. all right, well, I bent over to get the ball out of the cup and my back seized up. It's like, okay, well, was that like, again, is it? Is it a specific spot? What's what's going on with it? But also at the same time, was it really something that could have like torn muscles and stuff like that? Like you can't tear ligaments and muscles just bending over unless you bend over and like fall off a deck or something like that, you know, that's, which would be brutal. I do not wish that on anyone. But, so you know what I say to people that have knee replacements, I'm like, you really can't hurt that knee yeah. unless you climb a 15 foot ladder and jump off of it. Yeah, not and not a good idea, anyways. Whether generally you speaking, I wouldn't not. recommend it. Yeah, yeah. but it, he makes he makes he makes a good point though. Like that's that's the truth of the matter. Like you don't, it doesn't always have to be like this crazy scary event. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be all all up in arms about it. It's just. It happens. No. And if you and if it sucks and you got to sit out the rest of the round, whatever, have a drink. Like, sit, If you can just sit there and it doesn't feel terrible, but it just sucks when you're like getting to your golf posture or something like that. Eh, all right. You're riding in the cart or you're walking along. If it feels fine to like walk along and push your bag in a, in a cart or like throw Do it, it. back, whatever. Do it. You know. Or the alternative to that. So I'm playing golf a couple of years ago with my godfather, who is a psychopath. He'll be the first to admit it. It's second. He's the coolest guy in the world, hardest worker that's ever lived. He's a very good golfer for someone who doesn't play that often, but he's a crazy person. A psycho. So, psycho, right? Like he he should have been like a, a special forces. He should have been a seal. Like he just the guy handles pain differently than everybody else. Whatever. So we're playing. I think we were on like the third hole, fourth hole maybe. And uh, he went down to pick a tee up. And his back just like seized. I look back and he's on the ground. He's like curled and like yeah. he's all cockeyed and this whole thing. And so he's had at this point, he'd had four back surgeries. Oh, man. And I've been the first to tell him he shouldn't have had the first, but too late now. But anyways, so he is like 30 degrees cockeyed. I think it was left. And like he's walking like with a C. Like he just looks like he's tilted sideways. It was like, he's like the hunchback of Notre Dame to the left. It's ridiculous. So he's like, ah, just need some bourbon. (laughs) He ends up playing the rest of that round with his arms. And I think he shot like three over. Yeah. 
just didn't really turn, just kind of like Quasimodo. Just, just and... Quasimodo. And every time he hit it, he'd be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he played the rest of the round. I remember sitting there being like, I'm getting my ass kicked by somebody who's like in a seized position this way. Right. So for those of you who like to do that, knock yourself out. You can, you can do that too. I wouldn't make it as a recommendation, but. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do it every time, maybe here and there, you know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what I would do, but uh, he doesn't, he defies the laws of physics. Yeah. He's built different. David Goggins uh, just. Yeah. Just, just not inhuman but that's neither here nor there but anyways those are the situations that we kind of just wanted to briefly touch on with everybody it seems that seems like simple advice but a lot of people have no idea what to do when they get an injury on the golf course they just are like okay i'm done and then yeah, they do right. nothing for like two weeks they're like yeah, oh, and then you still, expect then you expect to go out and play right like and I mean, feel fine yeah you can't i mean it just doesn't make logical sense right you haven't done anything for two weeks and then you you expect you're going to go out and whatever if you say you're shooting i don't know 90 and you have 40 putts i mean that's not great but that you're taking 50 full swings essentially yeah, yeah. and you haven't done anything for two weeks i mean that's that's a lot on the body this is like a, a slightly bastardized example that i've used before but think of yourself like a car although do not think of humans like cars as a general statement but you know, so say, you know, you've been working, you've been working and your fuel is low, right? And that's when your injury happens is when your fuel is low, right? And then you take two weeks off, but you never filled your car back up. Right. And then you go back out and then you try to go again. Well, there's no fuel. You've not done it. You've not repaired anything per se. You've not improved anything. You've just taken time off, right? right. You just parked it in your garage for a couple of weeks and you just parked it and you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. Right. So maybe you get like 10 or 15% better but not nearly as good as if, you know, okay, we're a little bit low. Let's do a little bit of tuning, let's put a little more fuel in here. Let's recover. Right. Let's move. Let's kind of keep the body going. Like, I know that seems like a, a kind of, again, a bastardized example, but hopefully that explains to people, like if you do nothing, nothing happens. Nothing changes. If nothing changes, that's been one of my favorite right. things to say recently, right? You have to do something for the body to adapt. It's an adaptable system and understanding that will actually allow you to play better and longer golf. Because if you understand that pain doesn't equal damage or is like super scary, then you're like, oh, okay, like my back hurts, but I'm okay doing these three things. So you're looking at everything as being more optimistic versus pessimistic, right. Right. which is only going to benefit you in that regard. Absolutely. No, that's, I mean, positive golf is good golf. So <laughs> mostly after you cuss though. <laughs> yeah. You got to get that in, man. You got to, you got to just, and you got to let your buddies laugh. Like, yeah, and you yeah. have to laugh, right? Like, because it's pretty funny. Like, imagine, I mean, you see someone, I, I can only imagine seeing like, I don't know, I'm trying to think, I don't know what your uncle looks like, but someone I know, like just absolutely trying to tee off on a drive and just falling over and then just being like writhing in agony. I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> to be honest, I think hilarious. I was laughing. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it's like, you got it. You can't laugh for like 10 minutes, but you a little 30 second but laugh. You can let it just, out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, just let out a good chuckle, laugh a little bit. And then, and are you okay? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah, you, you, you all right? You need a hand? You need a drink? Like, what do you, what do you need? What yeah, do you need? He knew what he needed, I, luckily. So your uncle knew, clearly knew what he needed. He's, it's not his first rodeo. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was, he was fully aware of what the necessary consequences were. That is, that is an absolute certainty. But I mean, I think we've all been there in some way or another through some sport oh, yeah. or, 
You know, I mean, to me, I always think about like um, playing football my whole life. You take like a helmet or like a knee to the quad, like the lateral right. part of your quad, and your leg is just dead. Yeah, yeah. Fully dead. It just absolutely kills you, right? And you almost laugh. It's almost like it's funny, like hitting your funny bone. Like it hurts like an absolute bastard. And for some reason, you're laughing. You think yeah. it's like funny. Like, I don't see, know why. You ever see Gronk mic'd up? Where he had, he's just giggling, like he's running, he's oh, running yeah. and like throwing blocks or like corner D backs or like bouncing off him. He's like, he, he, like yeah. he's just, uh, he's such a child. But he, I, I mean, sometimes that's what you do. I mean, he is a toddler. He is a complete, complete, complete toddler. I agree with that. Um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta laugh it off. Just laugh it off, shake it off, let out a few, few good curses. And then just kind of move on with your life, right? We can't, one of the things that we've done really poorly, specifically in the U.S., I think, is we've treated pain as really bad. Yeah. It's just information. Pain is just info, right? It doesn't mean that something is broken. It doesn't mean something is damaged. It means that the brain got a signal that was scary and it said, eh, I'm going to sound the alarm because I really don't know what's going on, right? That's what pain is. One of the examples I'll give is if you ever stubbed your toe, Hurts like a bastard. Yeah, dude, I did it. I did it last week. It sucked. See? Did you break your toe? No, uh, I was fine. See? So there wasn't technically bad damage to your toe. At the moment, I would have said there absolutely was. (laughs) The only time you know that you've stubbed your toe and it's wrong is when your pinky's facing like west. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad news, Bears. You got to do something about that. Tape it. Tape it or something. That actually—that makes me sick, dude. Right, I got the middle knuckle, so it kind of sucked because it like separated my two of my toes. I was just like, ah, you know, you got the you got the direct hit, and then you got kind of separation. You're just like, oh, <laughs> like we just talked about. It's funny to laugh about. Yeah, it was. I, my wife was laughing. I was just like, and I I just like walked. I was kind of. Yeah, I kind of had a grin on my face, but I was just like swearing, walking to the front door, you know, hobbling her way. She was just like, "Ooh, that was bad." It's like, was like, it's like when you, it's like when you bump your shin. Yeah, uh, put your shin you. on like a glass table or something. Yeah, you just have to grab it. Oh, grab it as tight as you can. You're just yeah. like, ah, no. I can remember when I was young, my. Uh, my family had one of those coffee. I don't know why my mom always had these fucking coffee tables, but they were the ones that were glass on top, and the corners had like the rounded, uh, yeah, like that, like protruded, like all four corners had those protrusions. I hit those fucking things all the time. Yeah, and you'd hit it, and to your point, you like grab your shin and you're like rubbing it, and just like, yeah. like I feel like the guy in Home Alone. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about that friggin' table. Like you just, it hurts. But again, to your point, you're like laughing. Like everyone's looking at you laughing. Yeah, this and is kind of gross. But that's how I feel about people throwing up. Like when I see people gag or like dry heave, I yeah. think it's the funniest shit in the it's world. Kind of fun. Yeah, it is. Makes me funny. sick, but I think it's hilarious. Like they start like. It is like in, in movies. That's the best. The best thing yeah. is when people start. Did you ever see uh, Four Christmases? Uh, yes, yes. Vince Vaughn and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. So like the baby like throws up on Reese Witherspoon, and Vince Vaughn <laughs> starts crying <laughs> <trying laughs> uncontrollably. Uh, so I'm. 
I have a good story about that. So in high school, this kid chugged, tried to drink a gallon, <laughs> gallon of milk, right? And uh, he, at lunch, he fell. Long story short, he fell, threw up and fell. And then about four or five people in a circle around him just threw up in a pile. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to the listeners. That was pretty gross. But like, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because it was just like, you know, four or five teenage kids just like throwing up in, in a pile oh. on the middle of the floor. Uh, I don't know why it's funny. It's, it's, I'm sorry, it, it, everybody. Yeah, it's twisted, but it's just. Matter like, of fact, there's probably plenty of people listening to this that feel that way too. I don't care. Yeah, it's I hope you truth. got a good laugh. I hope everyone like, got a good laugh. Like that, I, I just, for some reason to me, that's like the funniest thing in the world, especially when it's like somebody else doing it in response to something else. Oh, yeah. Like if they like see something and they're just like, uh, uh, dude, and the thing, and the thing that set it off was this kid started to, the only one kid saw the guy falling and he just goes, Timber. And everyone <laughs> turns around and looks at him. Oh, it was just the oh, timing. God. It's always timing too. Oh, it's timing. It's if you weren't there, maybe it's not funny. I think it's freaking oh, hilarious. 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 I posted a video yesterday because it just made me. It was on memes or whatever it was, but it's these guys trying to film like a Mitsubishi commercial in Minnesota, and they have like this giant polar bear, like wearing an outfit polar bear on the ice, <laughs> and they keep trying to record the takes of it, and he keeps falling. <laughs> so he just like keeps slipping and every time they try to film it he just eats shit <laughs> we're gonna put it in tim's gonna uh, put it in so i'll you find it Mits- mitsubishi it. ad i'll throw it I'll in right it. after this I-, I wore the wrong socks i wore the wrong socks i did get to ride a bear once <laughs> Have you played which one? Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you tried the hot dogs here? He's like, ah. Do you get to go home for the rest of the day? <laughs> He's not gonna be much use to us, I don't think it'd be <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't get my deposit. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't get my deposit back. <laughs> I've never been kissed by a gopher before. And Wiper Mitsubishi is a proud sponsor of Golden Gopher Hockey. And it was like a local Mitsubishi place. And like this, like the gopher, I think it's Minnesota, the gold gophers at the university. Yeah. The, like the, the gopher sliding in and like, yeah. And then like the guy who's like from Mitsubishi is standing there. And there's like this polar bear mascot who just has <laughs> flat feet. And every time. <laughs> He's just skating. He just, yes. His feet are moving. They like pat him on the back. And he just eats it. Oh, that's that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Nobody on here can see it right now. It's so sad to me, but look up like Minnesota Golden Gophers, whatever, or go on Instagram. I think it was on uh, Memesar, M-E-M-Z-A-R, something like that. I saw that last night before I shut down for the day and just lost my mind. I'll throw it in here. I'll throw it in here. Just just post it in. Uh, I think it's like stuff like that. Like America's Funniest Home Videos 
Like yeah. it was f- phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's funny for a reason. Like it really doesn't matter who you put as a host on that. That's funny, no matter no. what. Like kids falling, terrific. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, just, yeah. I don't know why that stuff is so funny to watch. Like just the kid gets smacked in the face or something. <laughs> right. Or like a there's a thing you throw a piece of cheese on the kid's face and just like <laughs> it's like pretty, <laughs> it, it's like pretty violent. But they throw the, from like a pretty good distance, like maybe three to five feet. You just like throw a piece of cheese on a, a baby's face and it's just like just sticks to their face and they're just like <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Where have we gone in this podcast? I don't know. I like I, it. People don't like it. They don't have to listen. I like it. Yeah. Like, uh, my stomach almost hurts from doing ab rollouts <laughs> and now listening to this. <laughs> like, uh, like, I'm like laughing and hurting all at the same time. But my pain is less than a level one, so it's okay. All right. Keep going then. Keep laughing. Oh, gosh. All right. So I think that covers most of our bases. So. Yeah. You get hurt at the golf course. Rule number one, fuck ass. Yell whatever you got to yell. Okay. Yep. Number two, make sure it's nothing serious. Can you feel your legs? There's no numbness. There's no tingling. Um, it's not deformed. Like you hit the yeah. ground in a bunker and you look at your finger and it's pointing east. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe put that thing back or buddy tape it. Something like that. As long as none of that's happened, move around. Can you putt? Can you chip slightly? Can you use an eight iron at 50%? Move up your clubs and see if you can move. Bend forward, bend backward, lunge, squat. You know, take it easy. See how it feels. Finish the round if you can, even doing less. That night, find whatever feels comfortable. If you can want to take a couple of ibuprofen, take a couple of those. Don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat, eat ice or heat, whatever feels comfortable. Knock those out. Try to sleep as best you can. The next day, evaluate. How much movement can you do without bothering you? you know, kind of check in with yourself and try to increase that over time over the next couple of weeks in the event that your pain is not getting any better. And it feels like it's only getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Go see your doctor. Mm-hmm. That's the time where it's probably worth going to see. Your, if you're seeing no improvement and really it's just getting worse, it's time to go probably see your doc. If you've been moving consistently and trying, trying. to figure it out. Yep. As long as you've been trying, trying to figure it out yep. and you haven't been, that's the time to try and figure it out. Totally. hundred percent. Beautiful. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Everyone have a good week. Uh, if you're somewhere you can play golf, I hope you have a lovely round of golf here. We will be, we will be playing indoors. So we're going to get a foot of snow on Saturday. So fuck me. Right. Yeah. And I actually, if I'm not mistaken, I heard that uh, there's like 16 inches of snow coming up North. Yeah. It's not going to be fun. So no golf, no outdoor golf in the near future. I'm going to keep, I, I go swimming in the ocean one, like most weekends. I'm going to keep doing that and just be miserable. And yeah, uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to yeah. be cold here this weekend, but that's it. Well, cold for you. You can put on a sweatshirt. So yeah. And then I'm going to play golf on Sunday. So. <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> hey, listen, North Florida, baby. It's a beautiful place. It is. It is. So for anybody who needs more information, golfstrongusa.com. Check us out. Jackson.golfstrong and Tim.golfstrong on Instagram. Probably said that a hundred times. It's pretty much all the information you need. If you need anything, holler at us. In the meantime, deuces, hit bombs, and say cuss words. Ooh.